You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. I don't know if they push your buttons, they get you or not, but before you explode, make sure you target the right source. Now, while I don't recommend saying, get behind me, Satan, or in the name of Jesus, come out, don't, you know, out loud, I don't recommend you saying that. You might try saying it under your breath, but also reminding yourself that if God be for you, who can be against you? Have you ever been annoyed with somebody? Maybe a close friend or maybe even a family member? Let's be honest, sometimes we can even get annoyed with the people inside the church. In today's message, Pastor Dion will remind us to direct our frustrations toward the source. In this life, we have an adversary who's against us. He's going to try everything to get us off track and off God. However, we have the assurance from God that Satan doesn't win in the end and that God is fighting for us. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Acts chapter 16. As he continues his message, God rocks. They're trophies of God's grace. Listen, Graceland is a special place for Elvis fans. The one-time one homestead of the king is now a museum. It's the second most visited house in America. It is just biting at the heels of the White House right now. Now, from the moment you drive past the music gates when you get to Graceland, it's impressive. A 1955 pink Cadillac Fleetwood parked in the front of a 17,000 square foot mansion. The eloquence and the decor of each room is stunning. White carpets and furniture with gold and navy and purple accents. Black marble tile. A black baby grand piano. And, of course, Elvis is what he called the jungle room. It has green carpet with a waterfall. Groovy, baby, right? <laughs> and then, there is the 80-foot-long trophy room. The walls are lined with 90 gold and 52 platinum records. Showcases display guitars and costumes and Grammy Awards. The room tells the story of a talented artist and an amazing career. A lifetime of achievement. Well, the book of Acts is God's display case. The book displays all of God's greatest hits. Like Lydia... The story we just read. Lydia was a wealthy Gentile businesswoman who was in Philippi. We talked about her last week. She wasn't a criminal or an, oh, she wasn't criminal or evil, but she was lost nonetheless. She was separated from God and headed for judgment. 
Because you have to understand, we are sinners by nature. It doesn't matter. See, we sin because we're sinners. Everyone has an incredible disease. We're born with an incredible disease. It's called a sin nature because of Adam and Eve. So it doesn't matter if you have ever participated in the most grotesque or depraved sins. It doesn't matter. You are still, we are still doomed because we are born with a nature of sin. Wow. A, a, an incurable disease. And, and obviously some people are sicker than others, but everyone is infected. Look at your neighbor and say, that's, that, that's everyone. Just look at them and say, that's everyone. So Lydia, even though she wasn't depraved and deranged and, and, and immoral, she was still lost. Paul found Lydia meeting with a few Jewish women at a river seeking God, seeking salvation. And so Paul shared the gospel with them. And Lydia believed in Jesus. She was gloriously saved. Because as the promise states in Acts 2.21, read it with me. And it shall come to pass that whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Isn't that awesome, guys? Jews, Gentiles, bond or free, male or female, doesn't matter. Paul shared the gospel with these women and Lydia accepted the message of Jesus Christ. She believed in Jesus and was gloriously saved. In fact, let's look at Lydia's before and after photo. We met her at the river already, but here's what it says. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshipped God. In the sense of she was looking, she was seeking for Him. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul, which was the message of Jesus Christ and His salvation. And when she and her household were baptized, and she believed in it, she was saved, and then her, her and her household were baptized, she begged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and, everybody say the word, stay. So she persuaded us. So there's the before and after picture of Lydia. Lydia's story and photo is here in the book of Acts as a testimony as a trophy of God's amazing grace, of how God will find whoever's seeking Him, whoever even has a heart because He's the one that's drawing them, and whoever kind of turns in that direction, He will literally bring the gospel message to them and gloriously save them and transform their life. And where they had spent most of their life selfishly, in self-serving, all of a sudden she wants to share that with others. She wants to share it. There's a dramatic change. The passage tells us that Lydia even became more than a trophy. I mean, because there's the before and after picture of, of this transformation of her personally. But the passage tells us that Lydia became more than just a trophy of God's grace. More than just a hit song. Lydia is also displayed here in the book of Acts as an instrument that God used for His glory because she opened her home. She supported Paul's ministry. Isn't that cool, guys? She, she became not just a trophy of God's grace, but a, everybody, an instrument. Say it out loud. An instrument of God's grace. You know, Elvis's guitar may have contributed to a, a few hit songs, but the songs are fading. Uh, I, I, I don't think that no, many people know them, and, and nobody wears blue suede shoes anymore anyway. So, so here we go. But here in the book of Acts, 
God's pointing to Lydia and saying, this it was an instrument that I used to help bring Europe, the continent of Europe, to salvation. Wow, imagine that. Elvis might, if he's still alive, he might be able to go into his, in, into his record room or into his, his trophy room and point out a particular song or gold record on the wall and tell you a little bit about his history. But here in the book of Acts, God is pointing to Lydia and saying, this gal right here, she, her and I, we were able to bring the message, the gospel message of Jesus Christ to Europe. Because she opened her home. She's more than just a trophy of God's amazing grace. She became an instrument of God's amazing grace. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Lydia is a lot like that stingy, mean lady who had recently uh, been saved here at Calvary Chapel. And you're right, how do I know she was stingy and mean? Or her husband had told me she was. And so, anyway, she was walking into Walmart. She saw a family, you know, they were clean but raggedy. She saw them discussing what essentials that they could do without uh, in their basket because they were exceeding, you know, their means. And the woman had overheard them, and, and so the woman uh, conversed with them. She started, you know, ask, talking to them and, and, asked, and talked with them for a while and then told them that she would pay for all of the essentials, for them not to take anything else out of their basket. She even put a few things back in. And on the way to the checkout, the woman anticipated the family's other needs, the other needs they might have, and she started throwing them in the basket. And, and she even passed uh, the children's area there, and she threw in a couple of packages of socks and and, and went by the shoes and got new shoes for the kids. And after she paid, and they were saying their goodbyes at the, at the register, one of the kids smiling from ear to ear with the new shoes in their arms grabbed her by the hand and asked, Are you God's wife? <laughs> Lydia's a lot like that gal. See, God loves our before and after photos. God loves our before and after photos, but listen, He also wants to take us to the next step, to be an instrument of His amazing grace. Not just a trophy of His amazing grace, but an instrument of His amazing grace. In fact, here are some verses. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 tells us what God wants for us. Read it with me. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Everybody out loud? So we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. And then here's the next one. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 20. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of His everlasting covenant, make you complete... Everybody out loud. In every good work to do His will, working in you what is well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. Some of you are getting it. See, the Lord saved us and made us as a trophy of His grace and also wants us to be an instrument of His grace. In fact, He may be tuning you up right now for His next gig. Huh? You're hearing this message and He's tuning you up right now for His next gig. See, God wants to rock your family, your workplace, your neighborhood. 
So let's just say this together. Everybody out loud. The God rocks and the devil is going to roll. Say it again. God rocks and the devil is going to roll. Isn't that awesome? That's exactly what happened in our story in Philippi here in the book of Acts. Let's start reading with verse 16. Here's what it says. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain... They're at Lydia's house, been staying there for the week. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. The girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul greatly, everybody say the word, annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. Interesting. So listen, God wants to rock. And the devil's going to roll, right? See, Paul and the team had been using Lydia's house as a meeting place. She opened it up. She was being an instrument of God's amazing grace. They were staying there. Now during the day, Paul and the team would reach out with the message of salvation to people in the city. And then in the evenings, they would gather together for teaching. Those that had been reached, they would proclaim the salvation and, and kind of do a little bit of discipleship, help people understand how to become more like Christ. And so they would do that. They were out during the day. They'd come in at night. Well, while they were out during the day, they started to be stalked by a gal that the Eagles band would define as, ooh, witchy woman. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Witchy woman. Everybody say, who? Witchy woman. She's got the moon in her eyes, right? I mean, this gal was crazier than Cher. And, you know, Cher dated Gene Simmons. That's pretty crazy. I mean, this gal doesn't have a bumper sticker, but you know that her other car is a broomstick. You know it. The passage says that this girl was possessed by a demonic spirit that fancied himself a psychic, a clairvoyant, a reader, a channeler. That's what the Spirit was trying to, what was doing through her. Listen, this girl was a puppet of a demon spirit. She was like Annabelle. Her words and actions were not her own, but that of the demon. Well, she started following Paul around and the team and announcing, these men are the servants of the Most High God who show us the way to salvation. Well, before you say amen to what she's saying, consider the source. See, from this side of the story, it almost seems like she's doing them a favor, promoting their, what they're doing. But the devil and his demons are not about to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, they were trying to prevent it. And that's why you have me to help you understand what's happening in this passage. See, what we fail to recognize is that Philippi was a Roman military city. It was highly anti-Semitic. 
You heard me talk about that's why their Jewish women were gathering at the river because there was no synagogue in the city of Philippi of tens of thousands. How could there not be ten Jewish men in the city? They were anti-Semitic, military Romans. And so guys, when the demon kept announcing that these men are servants of the Most High God... That was the title of the Jewish God. The demon spirit was alerting everyone in the city that Paul and his team were Jews spreading religious propaganda. Now you get it, right? If you do, just say, oh, snap. Just say it. All right. Or aha. So she's following him around and she's announcing these men are servants of the Most High God and they are showing us the way to salvation. Now all of these Romans know who they are. And as the story progresses, we're going to realize how they treat them because of who they think they are. But for now, that's what the woman, the, this demon spirit is speaking through this woman. Paul let it go on for a few days. She had been stalking him. And Paul let it go on for a few days, but then he finally got, and here was this, the words, greatly annoyed. Say it out loud. Greatly annoyed. Have you ever been greatly annoyed? See, the devil and his demons will use whomever they can to anger and annoy us. To push our buttons. To get under our skin. To raise our blood pressure. You know, the know-it-all at work, the panhandler at the gas station, the baboso at the gym, the ex, the, you know, the ex. <sighs> right? Your blood pressure already increased, just mentioning those people. But before you explode, I don't think push your buttons and get you up, but before you explode, make sure you target the right source. Now, while I don't recommend saying, get behind me, Satan, or in the name of Jesus, come out, don't, you know, out loud, I don't recommend you saying that. You might try saying it under your breath, but also reminding yourself that if God be for you, who can be against you? And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And then, at that point, do what Jesus said to do. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 44. Read it with me. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. Now, when Paul told the demonic spirit to come out of the girl, it came out that very hour. So here, we have another before and after picture. A girl who had been a puppet for the devil, speaking his words and promoting his agenda, is now delivered, set free. Said a lot what? Set free. Here's one of my favorite verses. John chapter 8 and verse 36. Read it with me. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free. 
Let's say it again. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free. It's one of my favorite verses. It's also one of my favorite verses because Jesus' or Norteño accent really shows in the verse. Huh? Yeah. The proper translation for the word indeed is for reals. It's for reals. All right? So it would sound like this. Whom the Son of Man sets free is free for reals. I love it. Can you imagine Jesus saying that? Whoever the Son sets free is free for reals. I love it. Listen. God wants us to be a trophy of His amazing grace and love. He wants to be able to point to you and there be a before and after picture. A transformation of darkness and light. Sinner and saint. Sinner and forgiven. He wants to be able to see the, cha- the, the transformations that have taken in place in your life. You know, from stingy to generous. From worried to hopeful. He, he wants to be able to point to that. He can save and transform any person. And He wants us to be a trophy of His amazing grace. Most of you are already a trophy of His amazing grace and love. He would love now for you to be an instrument of His grace. So share your story. Get involved. Volunteer. Support. Encourage. Here's the last quote for the morning. Everybody read it out loud. Rock on with Jesus. There it is. Rock on with Jesus. He wants to put on a show. He wants to use you as His instrument wherever your sphere of influence is. So rock on. Share your story. Be encouraging. I mean, volunteer here at church. Impact somebody's life. Do something important for the kingdom of God. Rock on with Jesus. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to watch the devil roll. Right? Father, thank You for documenting all of those cases in the book of Acts. They're so encouraging to us. Mostly because we know the book of Acts is the only book that does not close with the word Amen. Meaning that you are still documenting everything. You are documenting the changes of every Gentile person in the house who is being transformed. You are showcasing every person who is being used as an instrument of your amazing grace. I pray, Father, that we would take this time, this life that we have, and we would do some amazing things with you and your spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. We're so glad that you joined us today for The Simple Truth, a ministry of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. 
Pastor Dion Cordova has been sharing from the Book of Acts, a book that gives us an insider's peek into the first 30 years of the church. From persecution to miracles, this book truly has it all. What an inspiring narrative, watching how disciples like Peter go from denying Jesus to losing his life for Jesus. Luke, the writer of Acts, gives us a perspective that emphasizes life change. He writes, And every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. Jesus didn't just come to change the system. He came to change people. If what you heard today has impacted you, we would love to hear about it and pray for you too. You're more than welcome to give us a call at 505-753-4363. Again, 505-753-4363. We'd like to encourage you to get involved in a local church as well. This will be a place that you can ask questions, learn more about Jesus, and find support as you grow in your faith. Are you in the Española area? If so, we would love for you to come visit us at Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. We meet on Sundays and Wednesdays for a time of worship, Bible study, and fellowship. You can find out more and get directions to the church by visiting tmcalvary.com. That's tmcalvary.com. Our time with you is coming to an end today, but we want to thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll join us again next time for more from the book of Acts right here on The Simple Truth. Show in the deeds we sow, let us join our hands and together we stand. Together we